Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Brighton Rock Podcast, the podcast about the beautiful club within the beautiful game. And it's our match day special. Unfortunately, I couldn't travel up to the game myself due to some work commitments and also a rather poorly cat. So that scuppered it for me. But my trusty associates, my northern correspondents, Alistair and Nick, travelled all the way down to Brighton to watch the game. So I commissioned them to help out and they did a pretty good job. Here it is. Oh, there's a couple of faux pas. I'll talk about that afterwards. Anyway, here they are. Welcome to the Brighton Rock Podcast. And here we are in Nick's not too shabby uh, banger, as it were, car heading down the heading down the road from Manchester to Brighton and we've just joined the M23. And uh, today is Saturday afternoon. Um, we're doing a match day special, but given the... There we go, as you just heard. Joining the A23 after the M23. Uh, and, um, yeah, here we are. Uh, one of the challenges of being a football fan with a Sunday kickoff uh, at lunchtime, which is very unfair for those of us who don't, who aren't native to our Sussex. Uh, and I imagine it's not going to be very pleasant for those Liverpool fans, but we're a long way ahead of them because we haven't had any traffic whatsoever. But anyway, yeah, so um, the last time uh, we did this podcast, uh, we had a, a great time up in that there, Everton. Um, I don't suppose we need to say much more. Everyone's been following what's been happening at Everton, haven't they, Nick? Yeah, it's been a bit of a disaster for them. Um, but anyway, we're, we're um, coming towards the promised land now. Um, oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Sat-Nav is just telling me it's about, what, that, about half an hour away for us to get to our hotel. So looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow's game as well. Um, Assuming, of course, we've got, actually got enough players left to be able to play for us so that we can field a squad. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to go into that in a lot more detail over the next half hour or so, but God, yeah. yeah. Um, that was a shock at 10 o'clock last night when that tweet came out, wasn't it? But can I just say, if, if Fabrizio Romano was sitting in the back of this car right now, I, I would quite likely punch him on the nose right now, that... Yeah, he's a tyrant. Um, from after a, a statement from the club saying that Caicedo has been requested not to attend um, training, we then see a tweet 
from from Fabrizio saying he refused to turn up for training. Well, he'd just been told not to come, actually. So, uh, yeah, classic journalism, the difference between journalism and and stirring. I don't know how much of a cut that guy gets for all of those transfer deals from the agents, um, but I imagine it's probably enough to feather his nest. And the rest of the exploitative um, practices that all of those agents make money out of those talented players that we have, I know that you know they go for money but that does really bug me these agents they've got zero talent and the only way they make any money is by lining their nests through exploiting young footballers allegedly allegedly no I think they've got no talent they, they know how to make money but you put a ball in front of them and they would be as inept as me at scoring I'm sure <laughs> yeah I'm just covering your ass there <laughs> <laughs> uh, well they can come and sue me um, but I, 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 I stand to, to say that those footballing agents have zero footballing talent otherwise they'd actually be playing football rather than making money out of the misery of football fans uh, and exploiting those football players that they do they would say of course they're helping them yeah I, I just what calls me is is that he said what a couple of days ago that nothing's phasing him and he's his mind's on the job and we all thought we'd be coming down this weekend to watch him play didn't we and then t- 24 hours later his agents released that tweet or that social media and, and now he's not going to training and you know there's going to be a big battle over it and I don't know even if he stays and we we dig our heels and he stays it's not going to be conducive to good team with, well, you know morale is it no, and, and of course uh, we haven't mentioned his name yet but for those of you that are worried uh, obviously we're talking about Moses Caicedo um, and uh, the uh, the whole debacle about the transfer or not issue um, yeah and he's been told uh, well at the time of recording on Saturday afternoon he's been told not to appear at training and also uh, not to come into the club until the 1st of February when the transfer window is closed um, but, I, but for me my opinion here is and I'm sure we'll talk about this more in the next half an hour or so uh, and as we get to the match we'll be doing some live updates from the match as well um, uh, later in the podcast uh, which will be tomorrow um, but as we do that um, uh, we'll be uh, talking about uh, everything that is, is happening on the podcast anyway um, so, so yeah we'll We'll sort of see what happens uh, um, as we go here, but uh, yeah. Suffice to say, I don't think it will be seen in play tomorrow. No. And we'll be having a slightly rejigged midfield, but uh, hopefully, well, I bet um, Billy Gilmore's rubbing his hands with glee. He's got a chance now, hasn't he? Yep, and uh, of course, we've got Ali Mack, uh, and, and we've got history against Liverpool in the FA Cup. The last time that we beat. Liverpool in the FA Cup we went on to a final in 1983 um, and the last time we beat Liverpool was only about two weeks ago um, which was pretty impressive I wasn't at the match but what a great match to watch yeah yeah, it was a great match but going back to that history you think we beat them 2-1 in 83 2-0 in 84 and I think it was in 1990 we went up to Anfield didn't we and it was 2-2 all and Mike Small scored and oh, I've forgotten the guy who scored that diving header from um, uh, across by uh, the legend that I cannot remember either now that, uh, Jimmy Case no it wasn't Jimmy Case it was the other guy the um, no, I want Steve Foster. Um, I've run out. I've got his no, name. I forgot to. But it was a great game too. Well, I was at that game, 1990. So oh, yeah, yeah, it was right. a great game. But then the last time we played him in the FA Cup, if you remember, I think it was a 6-1 defeat, wasn't it? And um, didn't we score more goals than Liverpool? Uh, and and um, and I also remember Noon was like totally fanboying, uh, being Advil, yeah. at Anfield, touching the "This is Anfield" sign and yeah. being a the total yeah. idiot. So no wonder they got absolutely mullered. But yeah. yeah, I think we scored three own goals, yeah. and we scored one goal, yeah. and they scored three goals. Yeah. 
but they won 6-1 yeah it was 6-1 and Kasenga said he scored a great free quick to level it free kick to level it up but then from there on it went just downhill just from there <laughs> very rapidly down, yeah. downhill quicker than Everton's prospects of um, of being able to get into their new stadium in yeah. the Premier League at the moment yeah but I mean if we take on recent form we've got we beat them 3-0 oh, well we murdered them didn't we 3-0 a couple of weeks ago I don't think it was a delight yeah I just cannot see them being as bad again no no Um, but it's just interesting to see what sort of team they put out where they put out their their strongest team where they put out like they did against Wolves they they changed about six players didn't they from their standard Premier League so it'll be interesting to see what they do so if they put out a a weaker team we put out a full team I'd just fully expect us to beat them but just see see how it goes it's going to be really interesting isn't it because for Liverpool they're below us still in the Premier League at the minute and their priority I imagine they probably budget to be in Europe whereas we budget to go out of the first round of every single cup that we play Um, and and I certainly remember Dick Knight talking about that and that was the only way that we stayed on a firm footing as a club so um, but at the same time I don't think Klopp's an idiot I reckon Klopp will have a strategy he'll he'll have worked out the way that we play he's going to approach today's game in a very different way and actually maybe not having Moses Caicedo in the midfield and mixing things up a little bit might actually do us a slight favour because it will not be what Klopp is expecting as much yeah well he's um I was watching an article or something on um, YouTube by the uh, fan channel, the Liverpool fan channel, and they reckon over the last two games he's gone back to trying to get a solid base, be more far, more defensively minded, get that sorted, and then from there they can um, build on that. And that's why you see that I don't think they've conceded a goal since um, they played us. They've had a couple of you know, oh, one wow. nils and um, nil nils against Chelsea. So I think they've decided that uh, they've got to get the defence sorted. But we do have to remember Chelsea. You know, against those lower teams, you do tend to get those nil-nil draws for teams that are struggling at the bottom of the league, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And, and I can't imagine Chelsea. Uh, sorry, Liverpool. They're gonna um, sit sit back against us. I think. You know, I just think they'll they'll go for it. And neither of us want to. Re- Do we get a replay in this, or is it a? Uh, is it go to pens? I, I have a feeling it might still be at the replay stage and then after this it goes to right. to extra time and pens but I'm not 100% sure I don't know we probably need to check that yeah don't we check that later on tonight but um, yeah I don't think he, I, well if it is a replay I doubt they'll want a replay because they'll be getting into their European um, soon yeah great great well um We've just gone past Gatwick and uh, and Creepy Crawley, uh, so not far to go on the M3. Uh, we'll catch up with you later, and we'll bring some other people into the podcast uh, as we go. Uh, but um, just bye from us for the moment, and we'll pick up in a little bit. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, from the Caxton. Uh, I'm here with uh, Nick, Duncan, and Ian, or IFB. Say hello, Ian. Hello, everyone. And we've just been discussing Johnny Crumpling, football genius, who was the... Uh, the Johnny Crumpling, uh, football genius. <laughs> Johnny Crumpling, football genius. There we go. And uh, there are replays at this part of the FA Cup as well. So today, if it's a draw against Liverpool, we'll be going back to Anfield. And uh, maybe we can beat them there, who knows. But yeah, well, how are you feeling about the match? Uh, over to you, Ian, first of all. Fairly confident. Um, we beat them three 0 two weeks ago, so you know there's nothing, there's everything to play for today. So I think we, I think we can do them again today. Might be a closer match, but I think we can pip it today. 
and I've been talking to Duncan uh, just uh, while we've been getting our our chips and our pints in, uh, which at half past ten in the morning is a little bit um, challenging, it's fair to say. But we've been talking about how we'll set up in the midfield, obviously, um, not having Caicedo starting today, as far as we're aware. We haven't seen the, the, the team list yet, but yeah, what, what do you reckon we'll be doing? Well, it's, uh, it's any any old, old guess, really. Um, I really don't know. You stole my, what I was going to say there. Oh, you know, no. without uh, with no Lalana, no Casado. How does he set up? You bring in various, you know, Enciso, Sarmiento. What's he do with Gross? What's he do with Lamptey? I mean, it's just a great thing. Throw it up in the middle and see what see what happens. I'm sure he's got a massive plan. But we just need to bring out the strongest team that we possibly can because this is major. We need a good cup run. This is potentially one that we could even win. You know, I mean, it's incredible. We'll have to beat Man City at some point, but it's really looking forward today. Ian, I'm positive. Um, yeah, we're a couple of really decent key midfield players out, which is going to be difficult. But the ethos of the team, the confidence of the team, and the way we set up, the way we play, I think we can do them again and go through to the next round. And interestingly, I, I, I did wonder also the fact we haven't got Caicedo, and that would have been the plan that Klopp was expecting. We've kind of thrown in a curveball, not not of our own doing, but obviously Klopp's now got to adjust the circumstances that we've also got to adjust to. So, so we won't necessarily be playing the way he's been planning for us to play either. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And they're they're not great at the moment defensively; they're frail. Midfield isn't so good. Forwards aren't scoring that much. You know, um, so the dice are in our favour at the moment. So hoping for another great game. <laughs> it does sound a little bit like uh, was it Hunger Games? May the odds forever be in your favour. So uh, yeah, well, we'll we'll see. And um, Nick, what's your kind of feeling this morning, having sort of reflected on what we talked about last night? And uh, what, what did I say in the car yesterday? We were going to win. I think you might have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, I'm still positive. I think we've got to put out the full team. Full team today. Um, Caicedo, no. So I think we've got Gross got to go in the middle. Lamptey on the right. Still got a strong team. As long as he hasn't been loaned out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's, where's he going? Marseille or Lyon or somewhere like that is the news at the moment, isn't it? No, I think. Well, I'm confident. I think we'll win two-one. Two-one. There we go. Anyone else? No. Are we? Are we, are we all talked out? Until we until we, we watch his kick a ball. Go on, predict the score. Well, I predicted 3-1 last time, and that was 3-0. I'll go 3-1 again. Okie dokes. Ian? I think, I think same as Nick. 2-1. 2-1 Albion today. I'm going to go um, same score against Leicester at Desmond. I'm going to go for 2-2. Ooh, and, yeah, Nick? No, I said 2-1. Um, I'm going to go Mitoma and uh, Gross. Excellent, and, and and in the Caxton, actually, we've been admiring a, a, a very good bit of fanzine art from of Mitima on the wall here. I do like it from the Dogma Boys, Dogma Boys fanzine. Yeah, yeah. big shout out for them who've obviously been on the on the Brighton Rock podcast as well uh, earlier. Go and find their podcast. Yeah, but they're entertaining lads. So, Mitima or Mitima? It's Mitima. According according to our, our Lord and Saviour Russ, who um who. who the, the master of the Brighton Rock Pod, who is married to a Japanese wife, it's Mitsuma. So I'll go with Mitsuma. Right, right, okay. There we go. Excellent. So, well, we'll catch up at the ground then. Half time. Half time, one all. And uh, yeah, it's been an interesting match so far. Um, 
Sorry, Duncan, you were, you were just saying... <laughs> we, we, we were just saying that both teams could have maybe scored yeah, yeah. two more goals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Salah should have scored. Solid could have scored. He should have buried. Yeah, yeah. This and there's been a couple of um, defensive um, goal mile scrambles that we've survived. Yeah, um, it's been cleared off the line both at our end and at their end. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, as you predicted, they've they've turned up much better than um, they were last time. They couldn't be much worse. But it's um, it's been an entertaining game with lots of chances. Two goals. I managed to miss it by going to the loop for 90 <laughs> seconds. Uh, missed Dunk or Lamperty's goal, however you want to claim yeah, it. it Dunk, um, Dunk got a good deflection on Lamperty's yeah. strike, basically. Didn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and bloody hell, we're loud when we score. When you're yeah. when you're downstairs in the loop, we're not loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Not, um, not such a good view, though. Uh, not such a great no. view. No, no, no. Depends what you're looking at, though. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so far, it's definitely on for my prediction of two all, yeah. or your two one prediction. And no, so mine was three one. I was think no. I, I want to wind that one back a bit, but yeah. <laughs> can't now. <laughs> yeah. So well, we'll see. We'll see. But they definitely look so much livelier than yeah when we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But uh, they're number eighteen. I can't remember his name, but he's been getting his toe on so many of our crosses. Yeah, and that midfield, Gak- that, that engine in the midfield, yeah, yeah Gakpo, yeah. We've, we've been losing possession in the midfield so much more than we did last time, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Missing some kind of midfield general, the Kaiseders and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. the Lanas, yeah. as predicted. Yeah. But we're, we're playing well. We should, if we take our chances a bit more, it could. Yeah. It could work, but I think your 2 2 might be pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> and then you get to go from Manchester to Liverpool for the replay. Yeah, we'll go over to Anfield, because I imagine it'll be yeah. fairly easy getting hold of tickets, given the, yeah, the well, number of times we've played them recently. Well, it's plenty of Liverpool in this stand today, actually. Are there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a few half and half scarves. Yeah, yeah. Which I never approve of. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Well, looking forward to the second half. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Me too. There you are checking offside from what would be the best Matoma goal to seal the tie for us at 2-1 and we're waiting and we're waiting I think they were also checking the club badge the VAR clicking the chub checking the club badge because that was a we had a clear red card with a shove on McAllister and it's been given that's it, 2-1. Decision goal, no offside effect. It would have been a travesty to have given that goal off. We don't know how many minutes are left of injury time, added on time. God, I'm shaking. I'm shaking too. The North Stand, are we up in the West Stand? The North Stand are having a great time. So we think there's about 30 seconds left of added on time. Liverpool are attacking in our half, just outside the penalty area. That's five minutes, five minutes are up. Five minutes are up, we're watching the ref. The whistle's in his lips. No, no that's because it's a throw in. No. And on comes Van Hecke. And then comes Van Hecke. Off comes Lamperty, on comes Van Hecke. How long can this take? 
There's a star man running down the wing. His name is Tarek Lamptey. I know, man. So Rory Delap long throw into the penalty area. And Salah, who's not had his shooting boots on today. Undabs all over him. Undabs all over him. It's gone back. It's gone back to Milner. And it's a goal kick. But we're still waiting. Come on, Albion. Come on, Albion. Jason Steele is taking his time with this goal kick, and rightly so. The ref's looking at his watch. No, game's going on. That's it. Final whistle is blown. Brighton are through to the next round of the FA Cup. Bye bye, Liverpool. Cheerio, cheerio, cheerio. We're downstairs in the North Stand and we've just beaten the Liverpool Scousers 2-1 and we're on our way to Wembley watching the highlights and they've just shown them a two goal. So, IFP, otherwise known as Ian, what's your feelings about the game? What he said, <laughs> marvellous. Marvellous, I predicted 2-1 before the game um, and we also had a discussion about there's never a dull FA Cup game between Brighton and Liverpool and this goes to show exactly but once again we've come out on top and on to the next round come on Albion absolutely amazing and we've got Alan here as well hi Alan, how you doing? Oh, I'm very very happy very very happy what's your feelings about the game? well it was uh you, you would kind of imagine Klopp was going to come out. They were obviously determined to beat us this yeah, time after yeah. their 3-0 three, three mauling. But uh, I think we were I think we we're the better side. They did better, Liverpool. But, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think there was a few areas that maybe we could have improved. We, we were a little bit slow at the back, maybe. We are a bit scrappy losing yeah, the ball exactly, more than we did exactly, last time. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I hate to say it, but we did miss much. Miss Kaisado, I think no, that's, a, that's a work in progress now to decide yep. how we deal with that. But anyway, listen, Matoma's goal was unbelievable. Oh, wasn't it? The shivers down my spine. Was, I think it was a right flick, a left flick, and then a bang. And yeah, I had that kind of pins and needles in my head, it went right through my head. It's happened twice actually today. Matoma, yep. but then when, before the game, they showed the highlights of the 2 0 win against Liverpool in 1984, oh, and that which I was at. And oh, uh, really? just, I just felt that it actually brought a tear to my eye just remembering that, that day, special day, because oh, that was fantastic. So, fantastic. yeah, oh, I'm so happy. And, uh, yeah, Bournemouth next week, a three points you, over You're making Bournemouth? Huh? Oh, Bournemouth, no, sorry, League Cup. No, uh, sorry, League, league up. in the Premier League. Yeah, oh, yeah in the yeah, Premier yeah, League, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Premier League. Uh, and, and off we go. We're on our way again, yeah. What was your feelings about the game? Fantastic game. Uh, the goal from Mitoma was special. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. I predicted a 3-1 win, but I'll take a 2-1 oh, win. Oh, absolutely. I predicted 2-2. Two, two. I'm so glad I was wrong. Yeah. And uh, Alison here, what did you predict? What did you predict, uh, Alison? Oh, I'm afraid I'm hopeless at predictions. I um, predicted we were going to lose today. 
but right. I'm very glad to be wrong on this occasion. I predicted we were going to draw two <laughs> two, the same as Leicester. Yeah. Uh, what was your What was your thinking about the game? What was your highlight uh, for you? Oh wow! Um, just that 90 whatever minutes um, when I just absolutely superb. Um, it's just so exciting to um, still be in the draw for tomorrow night. Can't and, wait. And who do you want in the draw tomorrow? Well. Um, two missing grounds for me Sunderland or Fleetwood um, but anyone easy really it should be and they're both missing for me as well I'm quite happy to, to go to Sunderland or Fleetwood I've not been to any that's the only go- ground in the North East I've not been to Sunderland so yeah, yeah. me too yeah me too fantastic well I hope to see you up in Manchester again for an away game one day hopefully not, it's not Man City in the next round or, or Man United no. <laughs> I hope Russ's cat gets better as well soon Oh yeah, I really do hope, we do hope Russ's cat gets better, because we understand he's been looking after the cat this weekend, which is why um, myself and Nick have been sort of hosting this podcast tonight, but uh, but yeah, thoughts and prayers for, for Marmalade the cat. Yeah, no, absolutely, wish Marmalade all the best, hope he's wearing his Brighton scarf. Cheers to Marmalade, and Russ, you're a legend. Absolutely. Up the Albion. So we're very, very privileged today to have an exclusive with Bill, who's Alison's dad. And Bill is going to give us his thoughts on the game. Over to you, Bill. Well, I'll add my uh, thoughts on the game in a moment. But I've been watching uh, Albion now since uh, 1975. Wow. Only missed a few games. And I feel privileged to be watching certainly the best Albion side by a long chalk that I've ever seen in watching over nearly 50 years. Wonderful side. Well-managed well organised with one or two quite brilliant players of which I think Matoma ranks as perhaps the best forward I have seen here better even than Peter Ward and that's an ultimate tribute absolutely we used to sing Johnny Crumpling football genius I think we might be singing Karu Matoma football genius well with respect to Johnny Crumpling I think we called him football genius uh, more in a kind of slightly ironic way than uh, because he had any particular talent but Mitoma is obviously a hugely talented player with both feet and he has defenders simply going in every direction and other than the correct one. So he is a superb player but backed up by wonderful players in midfield, huge organisation and a very, very well-run club. And their success in recruiting is absolutely superb. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And you were telling me uh, just before we started recording that sort of watching from the West Terrace, you know what he's going to do, but you also know that the defenders know what he's going to do, but they can't do anything about it. Well, I think when I watch Matoma, he always threatens to cut inside, but I know he's always going on the outside, but the defenders are never quite certain. But he's excellent with both feet, and I think the nearest I've ever seen to him was Peter Ward, who also had that ability... Yep. to go on the outside and run along the uh, goal line and do put his crosses in. But Matoma is just absolutely superb, but backed up by some excellent players. And it was very nice today for me to see a Brighton side just as effective, just as well organised, without Caicedo. Yep. I think the club has done the right thing to tell Moises Caicedo to go off, cool off, and then decide whether he really does think that his bread is better buttered somewhere else than down here. 
absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and what do you reckon? Do you think he'll still be with us on the 1st of February when he's been told to report again for training? My gut feel is that Arsenal tomorrow or Tuesday will come in with an offer that we can't refuse. Sooner or later he's going to go. And therefore, I think probably if we get the business done and get the money in we want, let's move on. We've seen we can manage without him. Let's carry on managing without him. Brilliant. Well, thanks ever so much, Bill. It's been really good talking to you. And thank you for your, your history and that dedication that you've got supporting the Albion over all those years. It's thank great to talk much. to you. Thank you. Well, that was excellent to talk to Ahmed and Alison and Bill and Alan and Ian and Duncan and everyone, all of the great friends of the Brighton Rock Pod down there in the North Stand after the match. So, yeah, it's so good to um, to be able to celebrate that. Uh, Nick and I are now on that wonderful car park that exists around the outside of London called the M25, one of the, the best European car parks in the country. Uh, and we just thought we'd give you a few thoughts now around the game uh, and... and and yeah, just what an excellent, excellent game. Um, mainly because we actually got bored of listening to Robbie Savage talking to Liverpool fans who basically think the world's going to end. Um, but apart from that, what, what's your first thinking about that, Nick? Well, first, first of all, we had a great view, didn't we, today from the oh, stand yeah. upper. So not not been in that part of the ground before. So you would have wanted to persuade me to go up there. It was excellent, beautiful, beautiful view from up there. We could see the way they set up, the way we attacked and defended. First time I'd sort of seen it live like that. Um, game overall, it's, it was a bit edgy, wasn't it? Um, really edgy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you could definitely tell they were they were set up so much better than they were a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And and Klopp had obviously been getting them training them all week you need to intercept these passes that were just cutting them through like a knife in the last match yeah, and uh, you know those 50-50 balls early on we weren't winning them no. and our passes weren't quite going to play to the right feet and it was sort of a little bit like oh you know sort of nearly there thought um, well personally I thought Lampy had a good game but yeah. he couldn't quite get that ball away could he he was dribbling well obviously Matoma fantastic I mean just quality he had Trent Alexander-Arnold oh, in his back pocket, yeah, didn't he? Absolutely owned him. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think. Um, oh, and the other one who should be mentioned, I know Steele doesn't do much in that match. If you look back, he didn't do very much, did he? Yeah. But I still think he's a quality goalkeeper when he's called into action. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a great game all round, really. And, and to come down all this way and see that, get a result, last-minute goal, what a goal it was as well. You know, rounded it all off really. What a fantastic weekend! Absolutely. I mean, we'd had a great evening. Uh, we were hung, uh, hosted by Duncan uh, last night. We had great food, nice beer, and um, yeah, just a, a great evening. And it was, it was a cherry on the top of the of the cake. That was a wonderful cake uh, for being a weekend down. So it definitely makes it worth coming down to Brighton for us Northerners. Given that the sat nav at the moment is telling us we're not going to be getting home till eleven o'clock tonight, having uh, uh, yeah, having got the train back to Burgess Hill, and we're on our way. Um, but yeah, so. Um, I, I got just a couple of stats there because um, it was interesting that possession uh, and, and those other things that we were looking at when it came to the match because <coughs> it, it didn't really feel that our possession was more than theirs but we were 54% yeah. possession they they had 46 yeah. what is it what do you yeah, you I, had something to say about yeah I, I, I felt they just felt that they had more domination particularly with the I felt they dominated the first half for sure. Yeah. Uh, second half, we came into it, particularly the first 10, 15 minutes, we, yeah, yeah. we dominated that. But yeah. it, it never felt like we were in control of that game, and it felt like we were, we were hitting them on the break rather than yeah. two weeks ago when we dominated it, you know, from start to finish. Yes. Uh, 
being live, you know, I always wonder whether being live and watching it on telly, you get the two different perspectives. But yeah, I didn't feel like we were dominating that possession. Definitely not. No, and um, and there seemed to be more errors clipping in, uh, and and balls going astray, and and those some of those balls where they were just sort of being knocked over the top, and they're just a couple of yards yeah. too far away for people like Solly or yeah. or even Mitama to get on to. Yeah, it was just. Um, yeah, you just felt nervy during that, particularly that first half. But yeah, second half, certainly the first half of that second half, we seemed to to really get into our groove. But then we had nothing to show for it. No, I know, and, and also, I hate to say it, but we probably missed Casido, didn't we? You know, yeah, yeah. it was. Um, I know Gross and uh, McAllister in there, but McAllister was a little bit. I mean, again, I might be wrong here, but McAllister didn't seem to have as much influence on the game as we'd hoped. Yeah, um, he tried. He had a few good balls. And he slipped a few, you know, he, uh, we'll come on to the fouls like in a minute. But you know, I know he got shoved around a bit. But was it? I'm going to get his name wrong. Was it Carte Canarte? Canarte, there, number five, that yeah. big number five. Six, he's number six. Which other number he was? Yeah. He was bloody beast, wasn't he? And um, I think Fergie struggled against him throughout the game because I just think he was that much stronger than him. So in those duels, yeah. Canarte always came out on top. But yeah, I mean, look, we're not going to complain. We won 2 1. Absolutely. And and then number 18, I, I mean, he stuck his foot out so many times and managed to get those through balls yeah. that we didn't manage to quite get them to land where we where we needed them to land yeah. and, and the other thing sort of really interestingly we had 13 shots on 13 shots to their 8 yeah. we had 6 shots on target and they only had 2 shots on target in the whole game yeah. uh, and then um, yeah you, you just sort of look at that but I suppose the next thing really that has to be spoken about because yeah. uh, we've just been looking on Twitter at pictures of Paul Ferguson on crutches at the minute hopefully he's going to be okay but they got four yellow cards to our one and it's fair to say we think there should have been two reds We'd, yeah so so we've got two incidents here let's start with Ali McAllister because that happened first he was clear on goal and he got absolutely shoved over the whole of the north stand the whole of the east stand and the west stand and saw it yeah. but for some reason the linesman on the side didn't see it and I was, when we spoke to someone on the uh, uh, in the east stand and they could see it and that was yeah. the side that the, the linesman was running um, so yeah uh, what on earth was going on with that well it wasn't a shoulder to shoulder barge type thing that we saw when we saw it at City when um, when Harland Harland the goal. yeah yeah that wasn't like that was it it wasn't you know it was a clear take out it was, you, you could and see his was, hands come last, out he was last man you could you, you could see it yeah it was and a it, big push yeah and yeah. straight away that was that was definitely the last last defender that should have been a red absolutely clear unbelievable and again I just I, I'm not going to say it's a biased ref he, maybe he didn't see it but how come everyone else in that ground saw it and he didn't. And the grief that he got from the North Stand, and, and yeah. being up there in the West Stand, uh, we were applauding the North Stand for singing "You're Not Fit to Referee" because yeah. he really wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so that was one clear red. The next one was uh, Paul Ferguson, and we did see the highlights on the highlights reel um, after the match, and that was a horrendous, like basically a foot went on top of uh, Ferguson's ankle, and you could see it twist. And then he was down and obviously had to get subbed straight off and, and they made him hobble all the way around the pitch as well, yeah, poor guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it looked bad in real life. But yeah. Seeing it back on the telly, it looked even worse. worse yeah. Yeah, yeah. And 
again, we couldn't see the reaction of Firmino, wasn't it? We did him. Yeah. We couldn't see his reaction live, but we've seen it on telly. He knew he had done something. He was very lucky to get away with it. He, he just looked, oh, phew, yeah. I got away with that yeah. one, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and it was like, he should have been off as well. And I don't understand, again, how the ref did not see that and send the guy off. And if VAR is there to get clear and obvious errors and pull up a clear and obvious error, not those silly offsides where someone is, someone's no nasal hair is slightly offside, but when you've got two clear straight red card offences which is what VAR is for um, and they've not advised that referee and then not only that but it was so clearly wrong like a whole stadium is telling the referee how badly he got it Um, yeah I I just you kind of wonder what VAR is for I know and and the worst thing about that is just as that lad is getting into his stride Yeah, yeah They've just taken him out. I mean, I, we don't know if it's going to be how serious it is, but let's say he's out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, it's a couple of weeks and he's got to get back into his life. So it's basically four weeks before he's back to where he was now. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And, and that's the best case scenario. The yeah. worst case scenario, of course, he could be at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it, it does, oh, I mean, you know, we haven't got a big squad and we're pushing for Europe and we've yeah. got, finally got a striker who can find the back of the net. And actually, it was quite interesting, wasn't it, seeing him play alongside, um, Welbeck. Yeah, oh, yeah, having yeah, hit Ferguson and Welbeck yeah, both up yeah, the front. We yeah. haven't mentioned this yet, so yeah. it was the first time we've had two strikers on the pitch that are clearly yeah. the target men. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was quite interesting. I don't know if it fully worked today, but no. it would be interesting to see it against other teams. Uh, anyway, going back, straight red, no questions, and referee misses it again. And yeah. you got it's not like I, I feel like saying big team bias but yeah. it just feels like it to me yeah I, I mean in the stadium I sort of said they're checking the the club badge on VAR when they were looking at the Mittimer goal uh, and very thankfully for us it wasn't ruled offside but it, you know there are other times when we've lost that to VAR because of decisions like that but thank goodness that wasn't ruled out because what a delight of a goal that was and I just have to revel in that glory there were Two flicks and then a and then a kick. Yeah. So it was like a one, two, three. It was it was poetry in motion that goal. So much so that a lot of the highlights I've seen of it, there's one particular shot. You can't see him actually take the strike because the cameraman's expecting the ball to have left his foot at that point. Um, yeah, from that from that angle f- yeah. from behind the, the goal uh, near the corner flag. Yeah, I mean it was absolutely a fantastic goal, and it sort of reminded you of a Welbeck's two weeks ago yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really t- yeah. so you've now got we must have three or four goals of the season in the last three or four games mustn't we yeah yeah, yeah. You know, proper contenders <laughs> it's just getting better and better yeah. and so there we are we're into the fifth round of the FA Cup uh, which apparently happens midweek for the next round does it someone so, yeah. someone was saying yeah I don't, I don't know I, um, yeah it'll probably be tomorrow or Tuesday uh, well the, the the actual draw is on Monday, Monday but but, right, uh, yeah. but yeah I believe the fifth round though is played oh, in the right, mid- and that's probably because of the whole World Cup thing and yeah. all of the compromises that we've had to make in order to accommodate yeah. FIFA and their immoral yeah anyone at home anyone at home I think is what we want I don't care apart from City obviously um, and if we had drawn away small club away you know smaller one of the smaller ones yeah I, I mean we, we were chatting after the game um, I think it might have been Ahmed that was saying about going to either Fleetwood or was it Allison uh, either Fleetwood or Sunderland we'd love to go up there yeah. Um, and uh, yeah that would be awesome anyway we are done um, thank you so much for listening to this podcast I'm going to hand back over to Russell but meanwhile stand or fall up the Albion 
So thank you very much there to Alistair for hosting alongside Nick for the match day special. In my absence, our good old Northern correspondents helping uh, keep the match day specials going in my absence due to work and cat issues. Um, so thank you to them. Thank you to our other contributors. Really interesting to hear from Alison's dad, Bill, who I think is making his debut, I think more or less at least, on the podcast. Some really interesting insights. Um, praise indeed for the match winner Mitima as well, saying it's possibly the best forward he's ever seen play for the Albion. That's another matter for debate now. We've really got to talk about that one. But really good to hear his insight. I'm not sure I agree on the Caicedo issue, actually. I do think we don't want to get the business done now and get it all out of the way. I think we want to hold on to him um, uh, to, well, until the window closes um, and, and not sell till the summer. And I don't think we will sell until the summer. But um, those issues will be discussed in our next episode, which is a podcast. It's the Transfer Deadline Day special that we'll be recording on Tuesday evening. And you'll hear that published later that week. Um, but in the meantime, thank you again to Alistair. A couple of bits I've got to pull him up on, though. Van Hecke and Lamperty. Lamperty? Really? Honestly, Al. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. He's got a great voice for radio and I think did a good job in my absence. So thank you again to him and to Nick. And um, glad they had a good time down at the Amex. Um, we'll be back there next time, of course, for Bournemouth. But in the meantime, there's that transfer deadline day special coming up from a pub in Hackney Downs. Until then, I'm going to sign out in the usual way and say, stand or fall, up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network.